Chapter 7 Jealousy the tragic tradition Jealousy between siblings has an ancient and tragic tradition The first murder recorded in the Old Testament was Cain's slaying of his brother Abel The motive was sibling rivalry Jacob escaped death at the hands of his brother Esau only by leaving home and hiding in a foreign land and Jacob's sons were so envious of their younger brother Joseph that they threw him into a pit before changing his death sentence to life slavery and selling him to a passing caravan in the desert what does the bible tell us about the nature and origin of jealousy in each of these cases jealousy was sparked by a parental figure who showed favoritism toward one of the children cain slew his brother after god favored abel's gift but not his Esau became jealous because his mother showed preferential treatment for Jacob by helping him receive his father's blessings. And Joseph was envied by his brothers because their father loved him best. He gave him a coat of many colors and did not discipline him when he indulged in impudent boasting. These biblical stories of envy and revenge show that Jealousy has been an issue for parents and children since ancient times. However, now we can learn how to minimize feelings of jealousy in our children. The not so blessed event. It feels like an intrusion to siblings. In contrast to their parents, children do not question the existence of jealousy in the family. They have long known its meaning and impact, regardless of How thoroughly they were prepared the arrival of a new baby brought jealousy and hurt no explanation can gracefully prepare a prima donna for sharing the spotlight with a rising newcomer jealousy envy and rivalry will inevitably be there to fail to anticipate them or to be shocked at their appearance is an ignorance that is far from bliss The coming of a second baby is a first-rate crisis in the life of a young child whose space orbits have suddenly changed and who needs help in orientation and navigation. To be of help rather than to be merely sentimental, we need to know the child's true sentiments. In announcing the blessed event to a young child, it is best to avoid long explanations and false expectations such as we love you so much and you're very wonderful. that daddy and mommy decided to have another baby just like you you'll love the new baby it will be your baby too you'll be proud of the baby and you'll always have someone to play with this explanation sounds neither honest nor convincing it is more logical for the child to conclude if they really loved me they wouldn't look for another child i'm not good enough so they want to exchange me for a newer model How would any wife feel if her husband came home one day and announced, "Honey, I love you so much and you're so wonderful that I have decided to bring another woman to live with us. She'll help you with the housework and you'll be no longer be lonesome while I'm at work." After all, I have more than enough love for two women. I don't think she would be ecstatic about such an arrangement. She would wonder why she is not enough. and why he would think that she would look forward to sharing him with another woman it's more likely that she would feel jealous and unloved 
It hurts to share a parent's or a spouse's love. In a child's experience, sharing means getting less, like sharing an apple or a piece of gum. The prospect of sharing a parent is worrisome enough, but our expectation that the child should delight in the newcomer is beyond logic. As pregnancy proceeds, suspicions seem more valid. The child notices that even though the baby has not yet arrived, it has already occupied the parents. The mother is less available. She may be sick in bed or tired and resting. The anxious child cannot even sit in her lap because it is taken by a hidden yet ever-present intruder. The father is more involved with the mother and less available for play or other activities. Homecoming Introducing the Intruder The coming of a baby can be announced without pomp and fanfare to a young child. It is sufficient to state, we are going to have a new baby in our family. Regardless of children's immediate reactions, we will know that there are many unasked questions on their minds and many unexpressed worries in their hearts. Fortunately, as parents, we are in a good position to help our children live through these times of crisis. Nothing can change the fact that a new baby is a threat to a child's security. For a firstborn, it's also a threat to his uniqueness. It's especially painful for a firstborn child whose experience has not included sharing his parents. As the only apple in his parents' eyes, he can't be too happy when the arrival of the new baby spells the end of his sojourn in the Garden of Eden. However, whether a child's character will be enhanced or warped by the stress and strain of the crisis depends on our wisdom and skill. The following example illustrates a helpful introduction to a future sibling. When Virginia, age 5, found out that her mother was pregnant, she reacted with great joy. She painted a picture of sunshine and roses about life with a brother. The mother did not encourage this one-sided view of life. Instead, she said, Sometimes he will be fun, but sometimes he will be trouble. Sometimes he will cry and be a nuisance to all of us. He'll wet the crib and mess in his diapers. I will have to wash him, feed him and take care of him. You may feel left out. You may feel jealous. You may even say to yourself, She does not love me anymore. She loves the baby. When you feel that way, be sure to come and tell me and I'll give you extra loving so you won't have to worry. You'll know that I love you. Some parents hesitate to use such an approach. They fear putting dangerous ideas into a child's head. These parents can be assured that such ideas are not new to the child. Our statement reflects understanding of feelings. It immunizes against guilt and it invites intimacy and communication. A child is bound to feel anger and resentment for the new baby. It is best that the child feel free to voice anguish to us openly rather than languish silently. Expressing Jealousy Words are better than symptoms The following incident illustrates how one mother helped three-year-old Jordan express his upset feelings about the arrival of the new baby. The baby was expected in three weeks. One day, Jordan burst into tears. 
Jordan. I don't want the new baby in the house. I don't want you and daddy to play with him and to love him. Mother, you're upset about the new baby. You wish there would be no new baby. Jordan, yeah, I just want mommy, daddy and Jordan. Mother, you get angry just thinking of the new baby. Jordan, yeah, he'll take away all my toys. Mother, you're even a little scared. Jordan, yeah. Mother, you're saying to yourself, mommy and daddy won't love me as much and won't have as much time for me. Jordan, yeah. Mother, well, Jordan, remember, you'll always be the only Jordan we have and that makes you very special and the love we feel for you will never feel for anyone else. Jordan, not even the baby? Mother, not even the baby can take away our love for Jordan. Honey, anytime you feel sad and angry, you come and tell me and I'll give you some special loving. After the baby arrived, Jordan expressed his resentment by squeezing him, yanking his feet, being very rough with him. Mother admonished him. The baby is not for hurting, but you can draw a picture of him and then cut the picture into pieces if you wish. When children repress their jealousy, it comes out in disguised ways in symptoms and misbehavior. Thus, when children resent their siblings but are forbidden to voice their feelings, they may dream that they push the younger ones out of 10th floor windows, for example. The dreamers may become so frightened that they may wake up screaming. They may even run to the siblings' beds to check if they are still there. They may be so delighted to find them in one piece that the parents may mistake relief for love. Nightmares are the child's way of telling in pictures what they fear to tell in words. It is better for children to express jealousy and anger in words rather than in terrifying dreams. Soon after the birth of a sister, Warren, age 5, had a sudden series of wheezing attacks. His parents thought that Warren was very protective of his sister and that he loved her to death. Perhaps to death was an apt description. The physician could find no physical basis for Warren's asthma and he referred him to a mental health clinic where he might learn to express jealousy and anger in words rather than in wheezes. Some children express their jealousy in coughing and skin rashes, not in words. Others wet the bed, thus expressing with one organ what they should be able to express with another. Some children become destructive. They break things instead of voicing their resentments. Some children bite their nails or pluck their hair as a cover-up for wanting to bite and hurt their brothers and sisters. All these children need to express their feelings in words rather than in symptoms. Parents are in a key position to help children unlock their feelings. The many faces of jealousy. To be on the safe side, parents need to assume that jealousy exists in their own children, even though it is not visible to the untrained eye. Jealousy may have many faces and many disguises. It can manifest itself in constant competitiveness or in avoidance of all contests in pushy popularity or in wallflower meekness, in reckless generosity or in ruthless greed. The bitter fruits of unresolved childhood rivalries 
are all around us in adult life. They can be seen in the irrational rivalry of the person who is in a perpetual race with every car on the road, or who cannot gracefully lose a tennis game, or who is always ready to bet life and fortune in order to prove a point, or who needs to contribute more than others even when it is more than can be afforded. They can also be seen in the person who shuns all competition, who feels defeated before a struggle begins, who is always ready to take a back seat, who does not stand up even for legitimate rights. Thus, sibling rivalry affects a child's life more than most parents realize. It may indelibly stamp personality and distort character. It can become the theme of a troubled life. The Origins of Jealousy Jealousy originates in an infant's desire to be the parents only dearly loved. This desire is so possessive that it tolerates no rivals. When brothers and sisters arrive, the child competes with them for the exclusive love of both parents. The competition may be open or hidden, depending on the parents' attitudes towards jealousy. Some parents are so angered by sibling rivalry that they punish any overt sign of it. Other parents bend backward almost acrobatically to avoid giving cause for jealousy. They try to convince their children that all of them are loved equally and therefore have no reason to be jealous. Gifts, praise, vacations, favors, clothes and food are measured and doled out with equality and justice for all. Yet, neither of these approaches brings relief from envy. Neither equal punishment nor equal praise can quench the desire for exclusive love. Since such a desire is unfulfillable, jealousy can never be totally prevented. However, whether the fire of jealousy will flicker safely or flare up dangerously depends on our attitudes and acts. Dealing with Jealousy Words and Attitudes That Make a Difference Under normal conditions, age and sex differences may cause jealousy among siblings. The older brother is envied because he has more privileges and greater independence. The baby is envied because she is more protected. A girl envies her brother because he seems to have greater freedom. A boy envies his sister because she seems to receive special attention. Danger develops when parents, out of their own needs, give sex differences preferential emphasis. The preferred child often becomes the victim when parents, as in this story, show or shower affection and gifts on her. These parents were not only obvious in their preference for a long-awaited girl after the birth of several boys, but they also insisted that the older boys assume responsibility for their sister blaming their sister for receiving special privileges rather than their parents for favoring her, the boys made her life miserable. Unfortunately, her brother's unresolved jealousy not only poisoned their childhood but also deprived them of a loving sibling relationship in adulthood. When the parents prefer the helplessness of a baby to the independence of a six-year-old or vice versa, jealousy will be intensified. The same is true if a child is overvalued because of gender, looks, intelligence, musical abilities or social skills. 
superior natural endowment may cause envy but it is the parental overpricing of a trait or a talent that leads to relentless rivalry among children it is not suggested that older and younger children should be treated alike on the contrary age should bring new privileges and new responsibilities an older child will have as a matter of course a larger allowance later bedtime hours and more freedom to stay out with friends than a younger child these privileges are granted openly and graciously so that all children will look forward to growing up the younger child may envy the privilege of the older one we can help the child that child deal with feelings not by explaining facts but by understanding emotions you wish you too could stay up late you wish you were older you wish you were not 6 years old but 9 years old i know but your bedtime is now parents may also unwittingly foster jealousy by demanding that one child make sacrifices for another the baby needs your crib sorry we cannot get your new skates this year what with the new baby we need the extra money the danger is that the child may feel deprived not merely of possessions but also of affection therefore such demands should be cushioned with affection and appreciation words of compassion moving past jealousy the very young express their jealousy undiplomatically they inquire whether babies ever die suggest that it be sent back to the hospital or put in the trash the more enterprising youngsters may even engage in military operations against the invader they may harass the child mercilessly they may hug boa constrictor style and may push punch or pummel whenever possible in extreme cases a jealous sibling can cause irreversible harm as parents we cannot allow a child to bully his brother or sister sadistic attacks whether physical or verbal must be stopped because they harm both the victim and the bully and both children need our strength and care fortunately to protect the physical safety of the young child we do not need to attack the emotional security of the older child when a 3 year old child is caught harassing the baby the child should be stopped promptly and the motives stated openly you don't like the baby you're angry at him show me how angry you are i'll watch the child should be handed a large doll or paper and markers the child may lecture the doll or draw angry lines we do not suggest to the child what to do our role is to observe with a neutral eye and to respond with a sympathetic tongue we will not be shocked by the ferocity of feelings the feelings are honest and the attack is harmless it is better that the anger be vented symbolically against an inanimate object than directly against a living baby or symptomatically against him or herself our comments should be brief you are showing me how angry you are now mommy knows when you get angry come and tell me this approach is more helpful in reducing jealousy than either punishment or insult in contrast the following approach is unhelpful 
when a mother caught her son Walter age 4 dragging his baby brother by his feet she exploded what is the matter with you you want to kill him you want to kill your own brother don't you know that you can maim him for life you want him to be a cripple how many times have i told you not to take him out of his crib don't touch him just don't touch him ever such a reaction will intensify walter's resentment what would be helpful babies are not for hurting here's your doll honey you can drag it all you want older children too should be faced with their feelings of jealousy with them it is possible to converse more openly it's easy to see that you don't like the baby you wish he were not here you wish you were the only one you wish you had me all to yourself you get angry when you see me fuss with her you want me to be with you you are so angry that you punch the baby i cannot ever allow you to hurt her but you can tell me when you feel left out when you feel all alone i'll make more time for you so that you won't feel lonely inside quality or equality love uniquely not uniformly those parents who want to be absolutely fair to each child often end up being furious with all their children nothing is so self defeating as measured fairness when a mother cannot give a bigger apple or a stronger hug to one child for fear of antagonizing the other life becomes unbearable the effort entailed in measuring either emotional or material giving can make any person tired and angry children do not yearn for equal shares of love they need to be loved uniquely not uniformly the emphasis is on quality not equality we do not love all our children the same way and there is no need to pretend that we do we love each child uniquely and we do not have to labor so hard to cover it up the more vigilant we are in preventing apparent discrimination the more alert each child becomes in detecting instances of inequality unwittingly and unwillingly we find ourselves on the defensive against the child's universal battle cry no fair let us not be taken in by the children's propaganda let us neither claim extenuating circumstances nor proclaim our innocence nor disprove their charge let us resist the temptation to explain the situation or to defend our position let us not be drawn into endless arguments about the fairness or unfairness of our decisions and above all let us not be pushed into rationing or portioning our love for the sake of fairness to each child let us convey the uniqueness of our relationship not its fairness or sameness when we spend a few moments or a few hours with one of our children let us be with that child fully for that period let the boy feel that he is our only son and let the girl feel that she is our only daughter when we are out with one child let us not be preoccupied with the others let us not talk about them or by them presence for the moment to be memorable our attention must be undivided when a child's desire for our undivided love is acknowledged the child is reassured 
when that desire is understood and compassionately appreciated the child is comforted when each child is valued in his or her uniqueness the child is strengthened divorce and remarriage another arena of jealousy another form of jealousy can surface for children of divorced parents which may be experienced by a child who enjoys a close attachment with the custodial parent all seems to go well until that close relationship is threatened by an intruder in this case an adult who takes an interest in the child's parent it is not unusual for children to feel insecure after one of the parents leaves home the reason if one parent can abandon me so can the other as a result they become very protective of the parent with whom they are left they watch the parents every move to make sure that he or she does not form an attachment with another adult they make it difficult for the parent to date throwing tantrums when she or he speaks on the phone and being as obnoxious as possible when the date visits they are even willing to give up sleepovers in order to watch over their parent the last thing they want is to share their parent with a strange adult what is a mother or father to do they need to understand their children's predicament empathize with troubled feelings and encourage them to voice their concerns by reflecting and acknowledging their feelings this is a difficult time for you i'm asking you to make another adjustment first you had to get used to not having daddy or mommy living with us and living alone with me and now you are asked to reorganize your life so that it will include a stranger who is not your parent you're worried that if i fall in love i will no longer love you you don't want anyone to come between us you're wondering if i would leave you and go away with this person you wish i wouldn't need anyone but you to love me i you don't want to share me with this stranger you wish he would go away and our life would continue as it was it's the parents love and understanding that can mitigate children's fears and help them to adjust to their parents new adult love